hey, this is Richie coming at you from the School of Marketing HQ. Before you dive into the show, I just want to tell you about a brand new short 12-week program that we've launched called the Giants Marketing Masterclass. The program gives you access to insights from over 25 CEOs and CMOs from major companies in six areas. Customer, brand, commercial, creative, channel, and data strategy. So if you are looking to upskill yourself or your team in just two and a half hours each week, do check out the School of Marketing website for more deets. Alrighty, for now, enjoy the show. Good morning and welcome to everyone um, for another episode of the All The Places Will Go show with your hosts, Richie and Mark. We are here every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Every Friday, yep, you heard it right, every Friday at 8 a.m., to bring some amazing life stories of some of the most renowned individuals, guaranteed to inspire you as you sip on your morning coffee and await the weekend to perhaps reflect on your own journey and how to navigate it. Now, it's certainly clear that some of the most successful people have not had an easy ride, and it's actually the ups and downs of their journeys that help them to build resilience and move forward to springboard their way to eventual success. But look, this show is not about successes. As impressive as they are, it's actually about their journeys. We want to understand what it really takes to make it and to help others to learn from role models in this incredibly uncertain time. Now, on the show this morning, we have a very special guest who has traversed many worlds, from his beginnings in India to starting a fintech company here in the UK before it was even called FinTech. Today, Rajesh Agrawal is one of the most prominent members of public office here in London, and he's the deputy mayor of London for business. And what a time, I tell you what, what a time to take taking up a job like this, Rajesh. Um, but look, his genuine passion for business and wanting to help others succeed is really inspiring and really shines through. So it's a real treat to have you on this morning. And we're going to learn more about the man behind the job and learn how he was able to put himself center stage in one of the most turbulent times in our recent history. So it's with great pleasure that I welcome you onto our show today, Rajesh. It's a real privilege to have you on. Mark, over to you for the first question. What practical advice would you have for people who are looking to start their own business? Well, first of all, you've got to really believe in the idea. Whatever you are doing, you have to have your 100% belief in the idea and belief in yourself that you can do it. I had not even 1% of the doubt that I won't be successful. So I, I think that belief and conviction is very important because that conviction then uh, drives you to persevere despite problems because you believe that you're going to be successful. You continue uh, edging forward despite all the, all the challenges. So that's one, one thing. Uh, second is uh, despite, Despite your conviction, be ready to adopt. So don't be stubborn in terms of this is my idea and this is, this is it. How you deliver and achieve that idea and how, uh, how you go about doing it. We've got to learn from the best. We look around. We can learn. Learning is all around us. We can learn from our employees. We can learn from our uh, colleagues. We can learn from um, just everybody. But the most importantly, we learn from our customers. Our customers are the best teachers because they will tell you, they will lead you to innovation. They'll give you the feedback, which, uh, which is absolutely uh, crucial as you develop the business. Um, and whatever you do, 
always keep customer uh, at the at the center because that will then drive your business automatically don't chase the money i never chase the money i focus was always providing a great service and keeping customers first and if you do that everything else is just sort of falls uh, falls in place i love i love that thank you rajesh um can i turn to a slightly different topic and ask um what was the job interview like to become the deputy mayor of london oh that is uh, i mean i love this job by the way i mean sadiq and i often discuss this and sadiq says i've got the best job in the world i said no i've got the best job in the world and uh, it, it is it is a great job because london is the greatest city in the world and it's it's an amazing city whether it's um, you know you talk about finance we are the financial capital of the world you talk about tech we are the tech capital of europe uh, and certainly one of the top uh, 3 in the world uh, you talk about life sciences we are amazing i mean you know 25% of the top 100 prescription drugs were discovered in london um, it's amazing you talk about sports we've got uh, lords for cricket we've got wembley for football we've got trickenham for for rugby um, it's it's just amazing we've got wimbledon for tennis we talk about entertainment and concerts we've got more theaters than any other city in the world we've got the o2 which is the world's number one concert venue it hosts more concerts than any other city in the world we've got more international law firms than any other city it's amazing london is where the whole world comes and is the sort of microcosm so i i i love the job and uh, i um uh, you know just taking a little bit backwards as i was developing the business i was also quite interested in making a positive difference to the society so I got involved in numerous charities uh, and so on. And that's where sort of the drive of uh, bringing social change came. And then I realized that if you got to bring change at a big scale, you got to get involved in policy and politics. And that's got me interested a bit more in politics. Uh, I helped Sadiq in his campaign um, and got him involved. My focus was that Sadiq is the right man for the job. Let's get him in city hall and what a campaign it was but you know that's a whole together separate topic but what a campaign sadiq won and and it's kudos to uh, londoners uh, and it's a testimony uh, for london that it is truly an open city in the in the current environment somebody like sadiq somebody of his race somebody of his faith somebody of his uh, uh, background uh, can be elected with more votes than any other politician in British history is a testimony of London to London's openness. So he won and I thought job done, so, you know, great. You know, I'm back in my business. But then just a few weeks after uh, the UK voted to leave the European Union. So re referendum happened. And that's when Sadiq called me and said, uh, look, can you help me? Uh, in City Hall. So so I was headhunted as opposed to a, a, a typical job interview. <laughs> Brilliant. I love that. Um, I'll, I'll pass it to Mark for the next question, but I just want to tell everybody in the audience that please um, put your questions onto the chat um, into the special Q&A section and we will pick them up and, and you get to ask uh, Rajesh whatever you like. So Mark, what do you think? What's the next question? So, so I'm, 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 I'm really personally quite pleased that we've got somebody who Cares so much uh, in the role that you're doing, Rajesh, in London, because you know it's 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 difficult times. So that, that that's great to hear. But but I guess it's it's not all about roses. 
So it never is. And that's the point of this show to some extent. So what, what would you describe as your, your lowest step in your career? Um, there have been quite a few. Obviously, uh, career never goes like like this or like this. So it's always uh, up and ups and downs. And you know, in 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 business, for example, like I said, when we had the financial crash, uh, the you know the economy in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Uh, at that time, uh, the business was at a huge risk, and we were quite early and young as business. Um, and it, it was quite stressful at the time. But we quickly pivoted. Um, and, and from a business sort of in my business, I would say that was one of the most difficult times, um, to, and, and, and it's like, this is why, you know, when I see entrepreneurs facing these challenges, I get it, I get it. I've seen it and how stressful, uh, it can be because this is, you put your heart and soul in this thing. Uh, you know, you, it's like your baby and you have, you know, there's huge amount of emotional investment. It's not just finance and money. There's a huge amount of emotional investment in it. So that's one. But in, in you know, in this role in, in City Hall, I mean, you know, London is the greatest city in the world, but we have faced huge amount of challenges. I mean, you, you know, so I, I was appointed in this role six days after the referendum and so straight in the deep end. And I remember in that period, the prime minister had just resigned, etc. There was a huge amount of political and economic uncertainty. Uncertainty that week, sterling dropped by fifteen percent or so, and there's huge amount of uncertainty. So that was a big challenge. Reassuring London businesses, uh, entrepreneurs, reassuring foreign investors that London is still a great city. So that was a big challenge. Uh, we've continued with the political uncertainty for quite some time. There were two. Uh, general elections in the last four years we did which were totally sort of unplanned un, unexpected um, and uh, we've of course had uh, the unfortunate uh, terrorist attacks uh, in, in London uh, we had sort of uh, you know the Grenfell Tower uh, fire which was one of the worst fires that happened in many decades in London it's uh, those are all tough, tough times, uh, you know, when you are in, in this seat, because you're directly emotionally so linked to it. I mean, of course, you know, the people who are directly affected are nothing compares to that, but you, you, you feel so much on your shoulders uh, is, is, is quite incredible. Um, and then as the term was coming to an end and we were preparing for the elections, the biggest pandemic in 100 years uh, happens half the world goes in lockdown uh, thousands of people lose their lives uh, and it is tough it, it, it is tough but look when the going gets tough the tough gets going and that's what it's all about and it's not just me it's everybody we are all like that we are all very strong when when the crisis comes so so rajesh what you're describing is that you've not had the simplest of times um, but look, we're getting so many questions coming through. And by the way, I just want to thank um, all our regulars on the show. Um, lots of great questions coming through. Thanks, Jess, Arissa, uh, Peter Jones, Dish, um, RG, uh, Raju, of course, another regular on the show. So we've got lots of questions for you here. Um, I think we've covered a few around the challenges. So Peter and, and Jess, hope you've got your answers to those. I want to pick up a question from Dish. Um, 
So they ask, um, you know, throughout all of this, this, this extreme sort of circumstances and, 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 and challenges and, and, of course, the ups and downs, how do you manage, I know you've got two daughters, and how do you manage your personal life throughout all of this? How do you get a, a balance of that in such an, a demanding job? Well, I'm lucky that uh, in um, uh, my wife's extremely supportive uh, uh, of, of what I do, uh, and she's always sort of encouraged me what I do. But I always try and, um, uh, you know, try and spend time with me. It's, I think it's huge, hugely important that you spend time with your family and have some balance. Because if you don't do that, then you, one, you'll burn out. Uh, and uh, secondly, you won't, you lose your sanity, I think, to a certain extent, if you, if you just, so I, you know, it, it's a place, home is a place where you are very grounded. Uh, it's more sort of reality check uh, as well. Uh, it's, um, you know, in, in Indian tradition, they say that, that life uh, can be divided in sort of four stages. Uh, first stage is all about learning. And so let's say that you were living for 100 years. So it's 25 years, sort of four chapters. The first is about learning. Uh, you know, they call it the Brahmacharya Ashram and so on. And then, then the second phase is about being a householder, doing your business and, you know, having children, etc. Then the third chapter is about giving to the society and, you know, f less focus on your home, but actually more focus on the society and giving back to the world. And then the last is about yourself and spirituality and etc. And I believe that rather than stages, I want these are four aspects that you got to live at once at all times in your life. And that's what I try to do. So I want to be learning all my life. I don't want to just leave it when I was a student and I've learned it all. It's not, you know, we have to learn all our lives all the time. In fact, the real learning begins when, you know, you are in the real world, you know, when you finish your university. And I want, uh, you know, I want to be a family person uh, I, and, and, you know, business, I'm still an entrepreneur at heart. I, you know, why wait till late until uh, you can contribute and give back to the world? You know, there's no, age, you know, there's no minimum age to start that. You start whenever you're ready. And why leave uh, the, your personal self-development and um, spirituality, etc., right to the end? You know, it will all help you uh, in whatever else you are doing. So, uh, you know, th that's why I believe in sort of these are the four aspects which I try and um, balance uh, in, in my life. That, that sounds like a wonderful balance to me. And I know a lot of people watching here will, will benefit from hearing that. Now, um, you know, in, in terms of, uh, sorry, I've completely lost the thread of my, my question. Uh, Richie, go back to you, sir. I'll just completely. I've got, I've got a couple of questions I want to pick up from um, from the audience. In fact, so people are talking a little bit about um, London, future of London. In fact, could there be other hubs and how to partner? Um, and also, what sort of do you think are some of the impacts, um, particularly on industries such as travel, tourism, events, um, and how do we kind of get back um, to that thread? So, picking up on questions from RG and Raju um, in that respect. Yeah, for, I mean, L London is perhaps the most well-connected global city that there is in the world. So we already do a lot of work with uh, with other cities around the world, whether it's uh, in Europe, so Berlin and Paris, whether it's in, in, in the US, whether it's LA, San Francisco, New York, uh, whether it's in India, Mumbai, 
Um, I mean, it's London is the most sort of global uh, city, and will continue. And and I, I know Sadiq says that it's always uh, best to uh, copy well than try and invent badly, basically. Uh, so whenever wherever there is a good idea anywhere in the world, we try and sort of pick that. And equally, we are very happy to share our ideas and open up. Um, so you know, it's it's like we we call it um, uh, in the, in the software world the SaaS, isn't it? Software as a service or open source. I think those are the terms we need to bring in government and politics. We need an open city as a service or uh, open source. Uh, you know, so when we have got a good idea in government, we just sort of share it with with other cities. And there's so much potential collaboration, uh, particularly when it comes to climate change, when it comes to innovation. I know in fintech already regulators are talking to other uh, sort of country reg regulators about how to replicate uh, sandbox, the financial, um, the regulatory sandbox where fintech entrepreneurs are able to experiment with their new products in a controlled environment. Um, so there's a huge amount of international uh, element to London, which will always continue. The uh, for if you the worst hit industry in the current pandemic is the travel, tourism, uh, leisure, events. I mean, these are hospitality. These are huge industries in London. I mean, as somebody who's responsible for promoting London uh, worldwide for tourism, and I know, you know, last year we had 21 million international tourists in London. So London receives more international tourists than any other, any other city in the world. And of course, tourism right now is like virtually nothing, right? And so that's a big impact on London's economy and all the related um, uh, related industries. Uh, but I believe, first of all, that uh, as, as when things get better and when you know when the pandemic is over, tourism will flock back into London. I've absolutely uh, no doubt about it. We are already doing a lot of work to make sure that London is on top of the minds of the international tourists when they start reconsidering. So we have launched something called Virtually London. So we are promoting a lot of London tourist destination virtually. Uh, so people can uh, take advantage of that. My team also runs uh, Visit London, which is the number one, the official uh, tourism website uh, for London. Um, I mean, for events, London is the biggest sort of events uh, uh, play, uh, you know, city in the world, uh, and that those not just sort of sporting events. So, if you remember last year, we had the Cricket World Cup, uh, and on the same weekend we had Wimbledon, and on the same weekend we had uh, not far from London in Silverstone the Formula One race. So, three big global sporting event in and around London, uh, absolutely phenomenal. Only London can pull this. But the entertainment, you know, Euros were planned uh, this year for uh, in, in London. So, it's a it's a huge. Uh, change and big impact on on these industries, um, but I know that the some of these are uh, adopting already. Just a couple of weeks ago, we had London Tech Week. For the first time, the entire Tech Week was all virtual. If there's one industry that can adapt to it, is the tech industry. Uh, and and you know, so I'm I, you know I believe, and that's why the mayor and I keep on lobbying the government that this is the time to support businesses, especially now that we are seeing a second wave and the restrictions have been increased. This is the time to increase the support, not to decrease it. So Rajesh, apologies for my brain lapse. I guess we're all beautifully imperfect. Uh, there we go. Um, remember the question now, it was really just about that point of learning. You said that strand there. So um, 
what do you think you still have yet to learn? We always have to learn. I mean, you know, you have to constant, we, we have to learn constantly. And you, sometimes learning is not necessarily learning completely new. It's sort of progression uh, and you become uh, more and more sort of wiser. So you've got the data and you've got the information, uh, you've got the knowledge and then you've got the wisdom. And I think we are constantly developing wisdom as we are sort of uh, going along. Of course, uh, there's more data and more information and more knowledge. Uh, but wisdom, I think, uh, you know, you keep keep on doing it. So there's no one particular thing, but I think we just sort of fine tune what we have, um, and uh, and you keep on learning. I mean, there's so much to learn in this world. It's incredible. Nobody has learned it all. Uh, so we 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 just need that attitude. And if we've got the eye uh, for learning, then we'll we can learn all around. It doesn't have to be all from the textbooks you know learning is is real life who, who have you learned most from in that sense who's the wisest person you know oh gosh I, I don't think there's one and i don't think anybody should think that there is one person i think again learning is an attitude uh, and uh, you, you, if a person has that attitude then you learn from all around you um, i mean i remember this incident when i was in uh, 1000 um, uh, college and I saw the cleaner who was sweeping the floor and I, I, I saw the students littering as he's sweeping and you know he kept on sweeping and he did it with full concentration and full uh, passion and I said to him I said don't you get annoyed uh, that you know people are littering as you're sweeping and this is what you do all day and he said look their littering is up to them Cleaning is my job and I want to do it with full dedication and I want to be the best cleaner in the whole world. And I thought, what a great person this is. I mean, that, you know, and some people might think that cleaning, you know, a sweeper is a sort of lowly job. Uh, but it's not. This guy is doing it with full passion and enthusiasm. So I give him five star on that. And that's what I learned from him. It's not what you do is important or your job role it's about how much you put your effort in and how passionate you are is what matters rajesh um i've got a i've got a question here um from professor jedi prabhu from cambridge um a renowned uh, professor from there and he he has strong links with india and he just asks about perhaps what are some of the the links between the uk and india in terms of entrepreneurship um that you see over over the next couple of years Oh, India and uh, UK are, uh, uh, you know, as Prime Minister Modi calls uh, the sort of Indian community living in the UK as the living bridge uh, between the two countries. It's, it's truly, and I'm part of that uh, bridge. And um, so I chair London and Partners, which is London's official trade uh, investment and tourism promotion agency. Uh, we opened two offices in India, uh, one in Mumbai, one in uh, Bangalore. Um, India is the second largest investor in the UK and also in London. Uh, so after the US, it's uh, India and then China uh, and then uh, other sort of European uh, countries. So India is, uh, is is a big partner. India is one of the, you know, pre-pandemic, it was one of the fastest growing uh, major economy in the world. Um, and that's why I think, you know, the link between the two countries is phenomenal. There are about one and a half million uh, Indians, um, people of Indian origin uh, in the UK. 
um, many of them in entrepreneurs uh, and, and, and business. And I think there's a real opportunity in the, the two countries to come together. Uh, we are already seeing Indian companies, not just the large corporate ones like the Tatas and so on, who are, Tata is one of the largest employers in this country. But not just that, but a lot of innovative companies. So for example, Ola Cabs, uh, they expanded into, in, into London and other cities in the UK. Uh, you've got Oyo Rooms, uh, they've expanded uh, in, in, into London and, and the UK. And equally, a lot of British companies are expanding there. So what we have done is uh, we run a program called the Mayor's International Business Program, where we help London businesses to expand overseas. So every year, at least a couple of times, we take that delegation to India and open up doors for them. Uh, so we have, in fact, we had fintech delegation once again, India is a big fintech market for London entrepreneurs. It's a great uh, place to place to do that. But we also launched a program called India Emerging 20, where we run a competition in India, pick 20 of the most innovative startups uh, and help them come into London and expand globally via London. Uh, so that's another very successful program. So I think there's a real opportunity for both the countries to work together. Um, Rajesh, I've got huge respect for you moving from the private sector and from entrepreneurial start into public office. I don't think I could ever do that. Uh, the reason being that anything that's political, people just hear what they want to hear, see what they want to see, and are often irrational about that. And so you, you will get criticism that you feel is unfair um, and so how, how do you process that? How do you deal with that? How do you not get distracted by what, we, by what you know to be unreasonable? Yeah, I mean, thankfully, uh, Sadiq uh, gets more of that and, uh, you know, not as much. Uh, but listen, I mean, people are, uh, people are emotionally invested in what is affecting their day-to-day -day life. Uh, if, they, if they think it's, you know, you know, and we, they've elected Sadiq, I'm in that responsible position. Of course, they will ask questions and that's very natural. And uh, criticism is a very important part of public life because it keeps you on your toes. It gives you a feedback. And I think it's hugely important that uh, that that continues. It's important not to take it personally, that it's actually happening because you are in a particular post. So, you know, it's not Rajesh Agarwal that they're criticizing if they are. Uh, it's the deputy mayor of London and their expectations from what deputy mayor of London for business should be doing or what should be doing or what they're not doing or whatever. So it's important not to take it personal. It's easier said than done, by the way. Uh, it's, it, it, can, it can be tough, and especially with social media, etc. It's very easy. You know, people are sort of anonymous. They don't, you know, face-to-face -face people uh, would... Um, would, would be a lot more civilized and give the criticism or their feedback in a certain way on social media uh, is slightly different, but that's an issue around the world. Um, uh, luckily, I, uh, I, I don't get as much criticism. Okay. Lucky, lucky position to be in there, Rajesh. Um, you talked about an election earlier on this year, which was, of course, um, you know, in, in, in the midst of, of the pandemic. But I think there's a, a number of questions coming through around what do you see as some of your next steps over the next sort of coming years? Um, perhaps, um, you know, that entrepreneur at heart will, will come back in at some point. Um, but love to get your thoughts on, on what, what the next sort of phase could look like for you. I don't know. And that's the uh, exciting thing about it, that you don't know what might happen. You never know your luck in a big city, right? I mean, 
who would have thought that uh, the guy who came from India, you know, with nothing few years ago, uh, will be able to create a successful business and then become the deputy mayor of the greatest city in the world. So the future is bright. I'm a, I'm an optimist. I believe uh, in that good things will happen if you keep working uh, towards them. Good things will happen, and and that's what it's all about. I, I don't have any planned next step. I love this job. Uh, I love London. Uh, so I'm very lucky to be in this uh, position, and you know I just want to continue doing this work. I my ambition is that as we emerge from pandemic, I mean this is a crisis time, but it's also an opportunity to reimagine what our city might look like uh, and how it will impact because it, this pandemic will have a big impact on our uh, city as more people work from home. The footfall has massively decreased in. Um, in central London, what it means for businesses in central London, what it means for outer London boroughs and uh, local high streets. So I think there's an opportunity to reimagine. So I, I just want to, I'm fully focused on that at the moment. So time, time has flown by incredibly fast. So we are coming towards the close. So your, your optimism absolutely shines through Rajesh. So what would you say to our audience in terms of how they should could maintain their optimism through what are really choppy waters be remain hopeful it's very important that we remain hopeful uh, about the future this is a phase uh, that will pass it's a difficult time uh, but it's not going to last forever it will not last forever and we will come through this we'll come out stronger london as a city has faced huge challenges in the past and it has overcome them and it will overcome this challenge as well and i'm not saying this as a just a blind optimism but i history has proven this that this city and this country is hugely uh, resilient whether it's the plague whether it's the great fire whether it's the war uh, all those things we have, we've come out stronger so we will come out uh, stronger and i believe in the human spirit at the end of the day we are all nice people we want to help each other uh, we want to, um, uh, you know, we are strong from within. Sometimes that strength, uh, our inner strength might be hidden. And sometimes we ourselves might be uh, not aware of that strength. But we are all very, very strong people uh, because, you know, that's how it is. That's how we are designed. We are very resilient. So we will just stay hopeful. I mean, you look at there are so many things in the world uh to to get uh, depressed about but when you look on the other side uh you think from a technology point of view i mean today in our hands with our mobile phones we've got more processing power and more technology than what took the man on the moon for the first time right you look at on the health side i mean apart from the pandemic so many diseases what was the average lifespan of human being before and what it is today you know, people are living longer, people are living healthier. You know, we, we talked about, you know, so many other things. There's future, I mean, I look at young people and people are not obsessed with owning things. People, you know, there's a whole sharing economy where people, people are more environmental conscious. Young people particularly are very sensitive uh, to uh, their wildlife very sensitive to the environment, to the world. So every, you know, there, there are so many positive things. So I'm very positive and hopeful for the world. Rajesh, 
Thank you. Honestly, it's been, it's been an inspirational session for me and, and I've, I've learned so much from it. The one thing, if I just may, may say to close, that I've really taken away is when you said, who would have thought, dot, dot, dot. And I think that sums up so much of your positivity, your, your attitude to life about kind of constantly striving and trying to achieve more and better um, with just such a sense of optimism. Um, and I think for everyone watching here today, it's simply a case of who would have thought when it comes to your own lives to be able to join some of those dots later on. And I think for me, that's something that I will, that will, will stay with me for a long, long time. Think about who would have thought. Um, and I want to then help kind of finish that, that story. So thank you very much for your time this morning. I know you probably got the busiest schedule of, of any of us. So spending some time with us today has been a real and absolute privilege. So thank you very much for that. Thank and, you for having me. So just, uh, and also for me, Rajesh, uh, so many wonderful insights. I take away the, 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 the stay hopeful, but also um, the fact that you love your job so much and you compete with your boss on who claims to have the, the best job in the world. That's fantastic. So uh, thank you, everybody, for, for dialing in. Uh, next week, just a headline, we've got Rory Sutherland, who's chair of Ogilvy Group in the UK. He's also a global TED speaker with over 7 million views. He was president of the IPA, and he's an absolute expert in behavioral economics and an amazing ability to understand the beautiful irrationality of human beings. So thank you again, Rajesh. Thanks for dialing in. Have a great weekend, and see you all next Friday. Bye.